Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 19th of September. Thanks to Queen Green Allen for an excellent edition of Kilkenny Today. And the Kilkenny Today show will run for from between 5 and 6 for the rest of the week. And stay tuned for more great insights and interviews of what's going on in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at all the weekend's hurling action. Camogie action with Aoife Lanigan. I'll be running down through all the weekend's handball results and fixtures for next week. And we'll be also getting the primary schools update from Jim Fenley. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line on 86 353 that's a Clune Tech company or you can phone us in on 056-77-62777 as always I'm joined the studio by Eamon Butler Kieran Maldowney Pat Tracy and Nicky Brennan has just left but he'll be back to join us in a few minutes good evening lads evening Kieran evening Kieran um, I suppose Eamon look we'll get out of the way first um, <laughs> <laughs> I do the start shot <laughs> ah, no, look um, busy weekend of hurling action and two relegation semi-finals first one out in Ballyragget um, I don't think you got to that one obviously with your with the other game in Freshford but um, Liz Downey and Grey Bally Callan in the relegation final now yeah, Liz Downey and Grey Bally Callan in the relegation final I didn't get any other games the weekend I was tied up but um, I got them all on the radio listening in but I was very impressed with Comer yesterday you know and you kind of have to look at it as a kind of a neutral or objectively and they were looked they were the better team all around and um, Bally Callan only scored 11 points so in 60 minutes of hurling you're not going to win any, any game scoring 11 points um, but I just thought like Comer you know the move of Conor Fogarty kind of starting centre forward um, like we're just speaking about off air and stuff like that and um, but he's in the Conor forward position and the chap at left half back um, <coughs> Conor Mac- or, Conor, Mac- or, uh, Conor McMahon was it? Yeah. Um, you know he was very impressive yesterday and then you know he'd like Shane Fien up the wing on Brennan um, Stephen Daly and Darrow and you know just overall I thought they were, were very very good then you had Conor Delaney there and Kieran Wallace solid as ever so you'd be very happy with um, if you're from Comer like as well and I suppose they were kind of due a victory nearly over Ballycallan recent times Ballycallan kind of had the upper hand on Castle Comer and they were just first to the breaking ball yesterday and uh, they were well deserving of their victory and look at sure they're in the quarter final against Tullerone next week so you know they'll, they'll be looking forward to that yeah, and I suppose, um, look at half time. I know there was a strong breeze in it, but look at 10 7, you still say, yeah, Grey Bally Cattle had a chance, but just struggling to get scores, same as they are all year, really, isn't it? And look, what was it? Uh, tr- five points from play, you know, like that's just not going to do. No, it's not going to do, Kieran. Um, but look, at, you know, it was just, uh, I suppose, Shane Butler came on at half time there, he won a free, um, got, we got the score, and then after that, Comer just completely took over there for the second half, you know, it was, it was just total domination, really. And, um, do you know, if you look, Bally Callan and Liz Downey now, they have one last chance to, to um, do you know, stay senior now, so just kind of winner takes all and the farm book will go out the window yeah, in a week's time. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Kieran, you were out there as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, I agree with what Eamon said there, impressive Comer. And uh, the one thing they did, they tore into it from the start. Uh, they really did. Conor Fogarty led the way. Inspirational performance from him. Uh, I was impressed with uh, James Brendan and Conor Mack in the backs. Uh, Teddy Brendan at wing forward scored three points as well. That was good, but their movement was good. Jack Boogie was floating around and just dangerous all the time and far more dangerous than Greg Ballycallan. And I know you're sitting beside me, Eamon, but you're in bother. Your, your scoring threat is quite low. Uh, you know, as, as you say, five points in play. 
two of them came from Tom Dunphy who was playing at wing back uh, so very very little threat up front and that'll have to be addressed and you know, okay you haven't got much time to do it but from a Comer point of view uh, it was a really really good win a good performance 121 is Farrell scoring conditions were tricky not difficult but just a tricky little bit of a breeze there that there always is in Freshford but uh, they got the most out of their out of their squad they started a number of lads who weren't listed as 1 to 15 um, the the likes of uh, John Dowd played and the chap of the Hollands played as well Kevin and they were good like they brought something to the to the table and uh, you know we've often on these shows talked about Comer maybe not having the threat in the forwards but by God they had it yesterday and Conor Fogarty's centre forward was outstanding I mean you know you talk about leaders and county men coming back and hurling well for their clubs like he was outstanding I thought yesterday he was really good Yes and um Nicky, I suppose, look, the, when I was walking out afterwards, a couple of the lads on the bank were saying, who would you like to get next? And they're all saying Tullerone. The Comer lads were saying Tullerone. So they got Tullerone. And look, they're, 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 we saw them the first day out, out in Freshford against Tullerone. They matched them for probably maybe 35 minutes and then Tullerone kicked on. But um, like, I wouldn't like to be facing Comer all the same. No, no, they're, they're definitely playing better. And there's a much better bite in their play. There's better work rate in their play. Uh, the whole thing is working much better for Comer at this stage, to be fair about it. Um, but look, at Tullerone have stepped up as well. I mean, uh, look, make what you will out of league games league finals and all that but from the minute they came out in the field and they and they were involved in the warm up on Saturday in my view there was only going to be one winner in, in, in Nolan Park we'll talk about the bridge later on but Tullerone wanted to win that game they were focused from the word go and they're, they're a good team now I think they'll be too good for Comer but Comer are playing the best hurling they've played in a number of years and they're getting more out of forwards than they have been for some time so they're in with a good chance they're solid backs now and um, their half back line of James Brennan Kieran Wallace and uh, Conor McMahon were excellent I mean Conor McMahon is a fine hurler and they know they <clears throat> he's a guy that I think is well worth a shot at bringing into the Kenny squad I like his physical style he moves up the field he can shoot from distance he has all the attributes I'd love to see a guy like him involved and Conor Delaney pulls it all together then at the back so they're not in a bad spot now and is it, could they beat Tullerone absolutely they could but I just feel Tullerone at the moment are going great guns and they, they're all they're playing well and the addition of Garrow Dunn to the forwards this year has been huge in terms of not just his own individual scores but the way he's bringing other players into, into the game Pat um Look, James Stevens had only one win up until Saturday or Sunday, and they headed to Ballyragget. You know, there was the Liz Downey under there able to match anyone, but um, James Stevens just proven a class above him yesterday. Yeah, well, James Stevens, look, they're they're the only club that was never relegated, so you know that they'd have a tradition and they'd have a pride and all the rest. And uh, I always felt that uh, that was going to tell on a, a big occasion like that. And uh, you know, they put up a fair old score too, and. Uh, while Liz Downey brought, you know from listening to the lads they brought it up uh, put, put it up to them but uh, they, they they kept that little bit ahead the whole time and uh, they, they, they ran out winners and that gets their their season on uh, you know up and running really at the, at the right time now whether it comes too late or whatever remains to be seen they'll be taking on the bridge next but uh, it's uh, it, it wasn't a massive surprise that they won but uh, and uh, the, and uh, the, I suppose the stubbornness of uh, Liz Downey wasn't a surprise either because uh, you know they made them fight all the way 
Yeah, and I suppose um, Nicky just on that game, like Brian Cody obviously back involved, and you can see through the team like some big calls made, and obviously playing players that are just in form at the moment. You know, you say oh, Gilfile missed out, but moving up Neil Brazil to the forwards, and then you have Matt, him at eleven and Matthew at fourteen. There's two ball winners which they were struggling all year to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. But then look, James Stevens did look as if they were going to pull away, and in, to his Downey's credit in the second half, they really came into the match. I mean, there was an instance which stopped the game for a period. Thankfully, there was no no problem afterwards. But um, the point about it was that Liz Downey got very close to him. They got a lot more scores, and they held Liz, they held the village scorers for a long, long period, which uh, James Stevens wouldn't have wouldn't have liked at all. And uh, Liz Downey missed a couple of long range frees that they might normally put over the bar, and maybe one or two from play. And uh, I thought there was a few tough calls made. Now at the end, I thought the referee was a bit harsh on Liz Downey, and I, I said it in commentary. And when I got to Freshford, it's amazing the number of people who are not actually from Liz Downey at all actually came to me and 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 agreed with what what I had actually said. But the village were the better team. The margin at the end was harsh on Liz Downey, but the best team won the match. To be fair, um, but if Liz Downey play with that sort of determination, um, based on what we saw at the weekend, I can only go on what we see see at the weekend. Um, they, they, they would they would get the better of Ballycallan but then we all know relegation finals take on a life of their own so previous form is out the window Yeah no absolutely and um, that game is fixed for two weekends time um, No, we don't know yet if it's Saturday or Sunday but um, Craig Ballycallan will be taking on Liz Downey and that and look huge price at stake there to get your senior survival um, then in the other first round games on Saturday evening Eamon Downey in um, Ballyhale Mullinavat coming out victors over Lachlan Gales 3-9 to 114 and um, massive win for them yeah massive win for Mullinavat and I suppose like every year they kind of get ridden off by, by people saying they'll struggle and this and that but no matter what goes on in hurling like every year you can kind of always know uh, Mullinavat's spine like and they stick to their strengths you know um, you can always tell like John Welch could be somewhere in the forwards you'd have Michael Malone centre back Tom Elwood full back you know and every, and every year then they build around it like and um you know, there's no shocks in Kilkenny Hurling, but I suppose possibly it was a surprise, you know, that they, especially how they started the season. But in recent weeks, they've come into form, and no one wants to play them on the bat either. Like, you know, it'll be, I think they've Dixborough next, is it? Dixborough next. You know, yeah. so that'll be. You know, it won't be it won't be easy for Dixborough either. Like, you know, Mullinavat, they'll, they'll, their tails will be up now and they'll be hoping to cause another upset. Like, no, absolutely. Um, Ron, little did we think the evening we were out watching the league final out in Palmerstown that these two teams would meet in the quarter final. I mean, you wouldn't have given tuppence for Mullinavat that evening. They were absolutely awful, but they have completely reinvented their season to their absolute credit. Yeah. So we never thought there'd be a, there'd be a quarter final pairing, did we? That evening. No, in fairness to them, though, that day I know the the borough were well ahead of half time, but they had it back to nearly five points at one stage and yeah. they miss, missed the goal chance so it could have went either way but they were, they're night and day now to the two teams oh, now absolutely. where Mullivat were and where they are now Pat um, going in on Saturday evening I thought myself it was a 50-50 game just on <coughs> O'Loughlin's form this year hasn't been wonderful and I thought Mullivat had a great run of momentum they're after getting some big wins you know and like to have a lot of big names back there as well and a good excellent spine to their team as well and Jeremy Lone in a corner forward he's proven a handful yeah, I thought it was um, yeah, a 50-50, but I thought that um, maybe O'Loughlin's might get the better of them on the breaking ball and that, but uh, they were totally blown out with on the breaking ball. That's, that was the big thing as far as I was concerned. You know, that was, that would be O'Loughlin's strength. The other thing then was um, Willie Dwyer. He just nullified Hugh Lawler. Yeah. Didn't allow him dominate. Didn't allow him catch the ball and make a sally up the up the, the field or anything like that. That that was another big factor. But they're inside full forward 
forward line. You know, John Welsh and the, they have um, um, uh, Jerry Malone and uh, Liam Fenley. Fenley. I mean, uh, I, I, I see scores in that the whole time. You know, that that's uh, if they wants to get the ball and they were very direct getting the ball in there as well. But, uh, you know, I, I just thought even from the word go, all the 50-50 uh, clashes, uh, Mullinavat were winning them and winning them. Now, the fact that uh, O'Loughlin's got so close in the finish uh, that and you see Mullivat didn't score for uh, uh, that kind of a 10 minute spell yeah. towards the end and O'Loughlin's had three shots to yeah. level the game three clear shots at the yeah. goal and uh, the three went wide you know that was that, that was uh, uh, definitely uh, let him off the hook in that regard but um, you know Mullivat went up and got the goal then and went four pints and uh, O'Loughlin's got a goal back at, <laughs> last puck of the game because the yeah, final whistle went there and yeah. Then, yeah. but it was a real throwback game the, the, I mean the, she need only listen to Barry's report yesterday evening <laughs> you know it was it was hip to hip stuff the whole way through Port, you know poetry in motion oh yeah oh that was the report but yeah. the hurling mightn't have been <laughs> but, Patrick, but it was a great it was really enjoyable and what you said there Pat just to go back to direct there was for the second goal um, there was a chance for an extra pass yeah. but I forget who it was that came out with the ball it could have been Simon Allard or maybe it was Rob Malone but he just went direct yeah. instead of passing it over to the spare man he just mm. went direct yeah. into the full yeah. forward yeah. line Liam Fenley caught it into Jeremy Malone bang back That's in the net right, yeah. Yeah. You know, but Lachlan's on the other hand had to play in the perfect ball every time mm-hmm. but when they went direct too I thought Conor Kelly caused Tom Allard a lot of trouble uh, yeah Conor Kelly came into the game big time in the second half uh, particularly in that spell where um, O'Loughlin closed the gap he was the, he was the main scorer Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that stage, because really Mark uh, Mark Bergen was uh, sort of keeping him in it with with the freeze, um, you know, and it was mostly mostly freeze. But uh, look, the 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 referee was never going to decide it. I haven't said that <laughs> because there weren't there weren't that many freeze, you know. So, but uh, great game. Yeah, no, great game. And Pat, just from Mullivat look they scored 3-9 that's only 12 scores like over 60 yeah. minutes I know it was kind of more a backs game than forwards game mm. it was very tight but like when you come up against the likes of the Shamrocks or these teams even James Stevens, you know putting up one, 20 oh sure look the Borough <laughs> written off since day one they're the first week well I, I think it's quite unfair that Mullivat have to go in and play the Borough in, in Nolan Park if Mullivat don't want to go in and play they shouldn't have to Sure, I, I, if, should stay the same. Sure, yeah, the same, yeah, but that's what I mean. Any of the city teams, if 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 the country teams don't want to go in and play them in in the quarter final in Nolan Park, they shouldn't have to. I think that option should be there. Semi finals are different, but I think I do think that. Uh, well, yeah. look, you're yeah. down the small pitch down in <laughs> south. Well, sure. Look, if you're good enough to be hurling senior, and you're I know, you're in yeah, senior, but, but I do no think, yeah, but I, I, yeah, but even so, I, do, I think that uh, that option should be there. Mm. Yeah, well, you could be opening a can of worms there. <laughs> I sure look what a, tri- a trip up to Nolan Park to any measure. I'll have to do is turn up bet the borough. The borough will just roll over. No, well, I figured that uh, the big thing for uh, the bor- for Mullinavat, as far as I'm concerned, is that this game is coming so quick after that effort, and. Uh, I, 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 if it was a fart, if there were a fart in between the games, I think to be to be a, a, a bigger, uh, you know, to be more beneficial to Mullinavat, but it's coming so quick because this game will have taken quite a bit of them. Yeah, no, and you, you could know. see him kind of flagging a small bit, couldn't you? Yeah, that's why I just I, hanging I, on. That's why I'd, I'd kind of favour the borough. 
mm, in the yeah. in, in the quarter final. Look, uh, I suppose when they met in seventeen in the championship, it took the borough two attempts to beat Mountain Callan mm. that time. And look, if you're any team to beat Mullinavash, will have a fair say in this championship. You know, oh yeah, the layer it and Mullinavash are a nice bit better now than they were last year, or or, or the year before, I think. You know, yeah, I and think. look, Pat, even even on on um, Saturday evening, like you still there's more in Adam Mansfield. Jeremy Malone obviously got the goal. Yeah. Liam Liam Fenley got the just a tapping goal, but there's more in all those lads. You know, yeah, yeah. When the when they loosen up, you'd feel there's a few more pints in them from out the field. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then the other first round game, lads in Nolan Park here on um, Ballyhale Shamrocks and well Shamrocks of Ballyhale and Glenmore Shamrocks three twenty six Glenmore twenty pints and. Uh, a real frightener sent out to all the other clubs yeah they were devastating in the first 20 minutes I thought they were outstanding I'm, I'm watching the Shamrocks a long long time and some of you are watching them longer but that's as good as I've ever seen them the, you know own Cody outstanding but the whole team right throughout and, and like Glenmore are no mugs but the Shamrocks made them look like a junior B team and, and that's no offence to anyone just the class of the Shamrocks is brilliant and it's frightening like they still have Darren Mullen Brian Cody Joe Cuddy to go back into that team as well it's absolutely frightening I, I thought they were brilliant it was it was okay as a contest it wasn't much to look at but to watch the Shamrocks hurl them was, it was just a joy they were were brilliant and um, and I think the worrying thing for all teams the other teams in the county is just the work rate of the Shamrocks Ballyhale forwards was just incredible like no Glen Moorman walked out with mm. the ball they were just swamped every opportunity and um, look <laughs> when you have lads going for five in a row with that hunger it's, it's a very dangerous thing yeah week is a long time in, in sport like you know or a couple you know when they, when they got Pepe Tolerone and you know th- like we said last week to to still the league like so you know, whoever wants to win the county final is going to have to beat the Shamrocks in championship. Unless you know that's the way it's looking. And looking at it again yesterday, you have Niall Shorthall there coming in. You know, young lad coming in again, and just players like that. You know that they can just every year they can seem to bring on one or two extra. And you think, Jesus, the Shamrocks they won't be as good next year. They might be on the way in a small bit, and then out of nowhere, player comes along and freshens it, it in, freshens it up. Like you know, um, Joy holding back in there, just like you've never away. Yeah, you know, you you know. Um, Richie Reid, they're very impressive yesterday. Dara Corker and Evan Sheft, all of them like that just played yesterday. It was, just, it was a great performance to watch. You know, everything, there was just movement off the ball, the interlinking with the forwards. Anytime a forward gets the ball, there's always two lads on each shoulder looking for the ball. Yeah. You know, so it's just small things like that. And look, they will take some beat. And Pat, I suppose if you're as Ballyhale manager or selector that looking at, like there was very little activity around their own goal mount. You know, they get no right, goal yeah. opportunity away. No, no. The only thing that they're, they're, they're inclined to do a little, and they did it a bit against Tullerone, they did it a bit yesterday. You know, they were the, against Tullerone, they were 1 5 to a pint up. And then they kind of start taking it handy. And yesterday in the second half, I think they only scored two or three points in the open 20 minutes of the mm. second half. You know, they were only punching in time. And they're inclined to do that a little bit uh, at, at times. But when, but when they hurl at the, the level that they're, they're capable of hurling at, there's only one team on the pitch. You know, they're so good. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, there was 2-18 in the first half, you know. Who, who, I mean, when you go back through all the scores and the at the weekend, yeah, who was scoring two eighteen in 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 kind of an hour? Yeah, know, sure. So would have won the match in Ballyhale. Yeah, Hill, yeah they're know. just so so capable. You know, they're yeah. But uh, they, if they set their mind to it, you know, it's, like, it's hard to see them being beaten. 
Yes, and Nicky, just on Glenmore, like the, I know yesterday didn't go away, but they had a brilliant league campaign and they can be very proud of their first year back up senior. Oh, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be happy enough. Of course, it's a point that have been beaten, but they'll be happy enough, all right, no question about that. Look, at they, they probably met Shamrocks at the worst possible time. It was like back, full team together. They really wanted to put it in after the defeat against Tullerone. So it was probably the worst time. But look, Glenmore, they're a young team and they're still well capable of holding on in the intermediate, in the senior for quite some time. They're, they're, okay, they're okay. They're in a good spot. Of course, they'll be disappointed. But look, when you get bet by the best, you have to just take it on the chin and get on and try and learn from it. But, you know, they looked when I saw the first half now to come back to the studio to get prepared for the programme for the second half. But I thought they were fantastic. Um, but I still think myself, um, I still think Tolerone will have a say in this year's championship. Yes, we we will wait and see. And um, I suppose Pat just from Glenmore as well. I thought uh, Gerald would really bust himself, didn't he? he put in mm. a huge shift. Ah, uh, yeah. Even in the first half, when things weren't going their way, he was trying to rally the boys coming out winning ball. And you that's know. right. The work for, work for your third. And in fairness, you know, Glenmore kept at it and kept at it as, uh, and 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 worked. Uh, you know, Billy Reid landed two points from half back, and uh, I think yeah. another one drifted wide. You know, yeah, he was at different lucky, times. Yeah, yeah, off his so, left. yeah that's right. So. The reach, yeah. yeah, so the you know that um, they 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 gave it everything, but it's just a case you know the Shamrocks just had had their number and that was it. You know, um, how many ways the Shamrocks driving the first half? I'd say I said three was they, it? at the most. Even, yeah, yeah, there was you know. one. Yeah, you know, so it's so. just frightening. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, right. That's where we'll leave it for the time being. Join us after the break, uh, where we'll be talking primary schools hurling with Jim Finley. Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back at 28 minutes past 6 just before we go to Jim Finley we have a text in from Jim Rohn hello lads are the intermediate matches down for two weeks time and that's correct yeah two weeks time Jim so we'll have those fixtures for you as soon as they're made now good good evening Jim Finley um, joining us now to give us a school, primary schools update on the football Yes, Kieran. Uh, great to be back uh, reporting on football. Before I delve into the football, just to bring people up to date on a, a recent hurling result, it was the uh, Alliance coming amongst goal, Michael Crotty, under-11, Ryan A final, uh, which was a game we did, just didn't reach on during the summer months. It was so busy, and that was played last Friday evening in UPMC Nolan Park. Uh, Pilton, Piltown ran out easy winners. They were very, very strong on the night, scoring 8-4 to Wales goals, four points. So it's a team to watch for next year. Um, I'd be hoping that uh, they would join the, the ranks of Ryan A with a, a team like that and, and a performance like that. So congratulations to the Piltown boys and girls on that great win. So, Kiran, as you said, then we're returning to football. The last time coming a month ago, I played football was 2019. Uh, we did get uh, a term of football in before COVID hit. Little did we know the impact it was going to have. So we've lost two full years to football and to hurling. But I think the, the boys and the girls are happy to be back playing. And uh, we have um, a roundup of results then from, we'll start into the Michael Crotty Ryan A League. There's two groups in this. And the most recent results there uh, in Group 1, it was really Round 2. I think a lot of them missed out on their Round 1 game due to the weather. That, that, that week, that week, the second week we were back was quite wet, but things have settled down hugely now, so games can be caught up on. So, in that ga- in that Round 2 results, Skull McCauley-Rice, 4-7, Danes 4-3-3. Uh, 
scoring 3-4 St. Patrick's 4 goals St. Canis's 18 7-3 Coonmuckley 2 points familiar numbers there uh, from St. Canis's and then the table then in uh, group 1 but Canis is firmly at the top with 4 points after 2 games followed by Skull McCauley Rice with 2 points and Gordon with 2 points St. Patrick's Danes Fortin Coonmuckley have yet to record a win but uh, the week ahead is Cup Week. Danes Fort have a bye in that and the City teams don't play in it. So uh, a back match is going to be played there between Danes Fort and St. Patrick's on Wednesday the 21st. That goes ahead in Coots Lane at 4pm. So that will bring both those teams up to date. In Group 2, Ryan A uh, results on the 14th of September. Thomastown 1-4, Moonkind 3 points. Hilltown 4-6, Ballyhale 3-4, and Governor Scale, Piltown 4-6, Ballyhale 3-4, and then Tuller Ross Birkin had a bye. Uh, the table then shows Piltown uh, with two points, Thomastown with two points, and Ballyhale with two points. And then Grail Skull, Moonkine, and Tuller Ross Birkin yet to record uh, a score, uh, a win there. Um, usually after the second and third round you begin to see the teams that are strongest come into the top and you, you get an idea who may reach the qualifiers <laughs> moving on then to top while Ryan B uh, we have three groups in this fairly large league and some recent results there's Downey 8-6 Clock Morning Road 2-2 uh, St. Canis' B 7-7 Orlingford 2-2 you can see St. Canis is there with two teams both of them capable of racking up big scores and the table shows there's Downey 4 points Comer on 2 St. Canis' uh, B team on 2 Gwale Skull Clock Morning Row Orlingford still to record a win in Group 2 results Kilkenny CBS 3-7 Clara 3 points Kilmana 4-4 St. John's 1-1 on the table puts Kilkenny CBS uh, on joint top with Kilmana two points each and Carrick Shock St. John's and Clara uh, yet to record a win but early days and then in group three largely a southern group results uh, Mullinavat 1-4 Glenmore Balafasi four points Roran Stieg 4-7 Greg Skiok 3-4 that was well contested and the table then is Roran Stieg and Mullinavat uh, joint top with two points each Bill McCow Glenmore and Greg Skiok to record a win the Ryan C uh, Michael Crotty League is 11 aside and it's really designed to um, encourage teams to stay playing football even if they don't have the numbers so it's a popular uh, division there's two groups in it some recent results Forsbridge Paulstown 5-4 Model School 3 goals uh, Freshford 5-9 and Connie Heat 1-5 she's Freshford and Gorsbridge Paulstown on giant top uh, with Ballaragate Model School and Connie uh, yet to record a win in Group 2, uh, there's just one result in there. Wine Gap won 10. Interesting there. It was a great score. 10 points uh, uh, in primary schools. Football is, is some achievement. And KSP, who are the holders of that particular title, they won, it in, they won two in a row in 2018 and 2019. They just scored a point there. But Wine Gap looked to be the business. Um, the table has Wine Gap on top then. Tullerone, Dunhamagan and KSP uh, yet to record a win. But also Tullerone, Dunhamagan haven't played a game. So as I said then to our listeners, uh, this is Cup Week. Uh, the first round of the Cup, um, the draws are as follows. And if you're not in this particular draw, it means you have a bye. So there's quite a number of teams that have a bye. So this will bring everything sort of nice and even after uh, Wednesday's Cup games. Cordon have is round one. Glenmore versus Kilmacow. Orlingford versus Clock Money and Row. Hilltown versus Kilmana. Clara versus Liz Downey. 
Tarek Shock versus Gordon Skull Macaulay Rice versus Kuhn Muckley and they're going to double up as a league and cup because they're in the same group Mullah Navash versus Rory in the Sieg Greg Skjok take on Moonkine Tullaharas Birkin play Bally Hale Tullaharone versus Gorsbridge Paulstown Tullamagan versus Freshford and Bally Ragged versus Gap. some of those draws are quite good geographically but it is open draw so a little bit of travel in it for some teams the first name team there has home advantage so we'll have a full round up next week then uh, Kieran on uh, those games and we'll give you the, the draw then for round two of the cup um, also to mention we're taking entries now for um, the seven aside the very popular mini sevens both in boys football and Pelmon and we'll run that competition out hopefully finish it by the end of October early November and the winning team there can nominate a player to take part in Croke Park usually at the All-Ireland uh, senior semi-finals and final um, so it's a wonderful opportunity to play football uh, against um, boys and girls from right across the country if they're lucky enough to qualify uh, so the first round of the mini sevens Kieran will be due to be staged at the end of September moving nicely through round one round two and, and then the finals um, it's, it's important to get those out of the way at this stage of the year rather than trying to play them in the spring when we also have Camogie and Hurling to be played so that's the plan and that's um, uh, our first report on coming to Munskull football and uh, we'll keep you informed each Monday Brilliant, Jim. And um, I, look, it's brilliant to have the football back since 2019 was the last time it was played. And look, I think young people and players of all ages in the county love playing playing football. And um, it's brilliant the effort that coming to Munskull put into that as well to run off the championships, Jim. So huge credit to yourselves. Yeah. Ah, yes, they love it. Um, they love the standard is down. There's no there's no two ways about that. Um, because you build over the years so if you get a child coming in to join football in fourth class they have three years to perfect the skills and they do but it's tougher on the sixth class and maybe to agree the fifth class because some of them may not have had formal training sessions in football but that's what coming to one school will do they'll get them out there on their two evenings a week and there'll be a good coaching session in one and then you go into the games and the games are league so you play for your position so we hope to get back building the game of football back up to the levels that we would have been used to uh, pre-COVID times. But it will happen. But be patient, I would say, to the schools. Don't be beating yourself too much uh, in terms of the uh, standard that you might experience at the start. All schools are kind of experiencing in, in, are in the same boat. Uh, Jim, Pat Tracy here. Pat, how are you? Good. Jim, uh, are you going to stay reporting each Monday or are you going to jump ship? No, I, I still I, I still wear that hat. Um, I'd be the secretary to, of Common and Munskull uh, right up to the AGM, which will be the end of January. And uh, we'll see we'll see what tap on the shoulder will be coming by <laughs> way uh, at that particular point. But no, there'll be no jumping ship at all. I can't swim. So, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, that's good news. So we'll see out the yeah. season. And uh, as you say, the one thing I always notice about the the primary schools is that you go to the first game, and uh, you know it's very average. And by the time you're playing round five or round six, the the ch- yeah. the, the the standards after jumping hugely. That's right. Uh, the five six week period there, the coaching in the game. Yeah. And there's only about six really important skills that you need to perfect in football. There's a lot of running in it. They they. they that's the first, I think, shock they get that in hurling, the ball can do the work. And, uh, but in football, when you're moving it, you're actually running quite a bit. It's, it's, it's you know, tough 
energetic stuff that you have to mm. um, bring to each game. But you're right, they do they do improve. And I noticed I just came from our own field this evening, and you know the young lads in fourth and fifth class, they are both in the match for it, and they will certainly improve. Absolutely, Jim. Um, Jim, thanks a million for, for joining us this evening and we'll touch base with you again next Monday Indeed, to yeah. run down through preview and review all the week's action. Thanks, thanks, thanks Jim. Great to have you back. Thank you. And that was Jim Fenley giving us the Premier School's update. Um, just with fixtures for this week in handball then, uh, there's a couple of All-Irlands down for decision. And um, on Tuesday evening in Crinkle and Offaly, the partnership of uh, Willie Murphy and John Morrissey, for, Willie from Kilfane and John Morrissey from O'Loughlin's take on Ian Fogarty and Walter Flaherty at 7 o'clock in the Silver Masters B doubles and that um, game would be uh, normally be played at the weekend but uh, being on Tuesday night then um, is away from the programme so best of luck to the two boys and um, hopefully Willie can do the double that he's already won the singles in that Silver Masters B um, singles so a couple of weeks ago so best of luck to both players and safe travelling up to Crinkle then also on Cashel on um, Saturday or Sunday the 25th at 2pm Rory Grace and Owen Healy from Tipperary take on Kilkenny partnership of Jack Holland from Kilfane and Jack Dyle from the Wingap Club then in clock on Saturday or on Sunday as well at 2pm Roisin O'Keefe from Kilfane is partnered by Deirdre Purcell from Wingap and they take on Ashing Shanahan and Claude Neville from um, Limerick so best luck to those three parents and hopefully they'll be bringing back all Ireland success to Northside just on a disappointing note then the minor doubles final was due to be played in Castlebridge on Saturday um, it normally would be the game before the All-Ireland Senior Final and unfortunately the, the Sligo pairing of Cormac Finn and Dara Burke have withdrawn from the championship so it leaves Kyle Jordan and Conor Holland champions but knowing the two lads they would have preferred to play the game and um, do the double especially after Kyle losing out to Cormac Finn it would be nice to get some revenge but unfortunately for the lads to have no final but look they came through an all in semi-final and a Leinster campaign so well done to the lads and they, as far as I know they will be crowned all Ireland champions um, then just in juvenile results uh, in the under 14 doubles played at the weekend Reen Dowland and Dan Carroll had an excellent 15-2 15-2 all Ireland semi-final win over Pierce MacDonald and Larkin Mina from Tyrone Laura Duff from Tyrone defeated Katie Brennan in an absolutely outstanding game of handball um, Katie lost the first 21-15 she fought back and won the second 21-15 and then lost the tiebreaker 11-4 then in the there was one other or two other games Leah Ryan from Carlow lost 11-10 to Derville Fox from Tyrone in the girls under 17 singles and then the final game down for decision on the day was Katie Jordan from Kilfane she played Cashlin Tracy from uh, Tyrone as well and Katie lost out 15 13 15 8 so hard luck to Katie but uh, well done to all the players out an incredible standard of handball and um, it was a brilliant morning's handball out in Talbot's inch so well done to all the players and best luck to the players advancing to the All-Ireland Finals we'll take a break now join us after where we'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lanigan TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back uh, Aoife you have some breaking news for us here in the Camogie front 
Yeah, the, the draws have just taken place of uh, the senior, intermediate and junior uh, semi-finals. So uh, intriguing games when you look at his uh, senior draws like the four. Four teams that are left are the four um, semi-finalists from last year, but the uh, big one is the one that actually was the final last year and that's Dixborough versus Piltown. So it's a semi-final for them this year and the other semi-final is Clara Thomaston. Now, I don't know when any of the, the, the fixtures are or where they're going to be played yet, but... Uh, when they're up, I'll let everyone know. And uh, they'll probably they'll be up on the Camogie website anyway, but as at present, I don't know where they are. They will be played within the next two weeks anyway. <laughs> and then in intermediate, uh, we have uh, Mon Lavat versus The Roar in the Steag and uh, James Stevens versus Moonkine. Now with James Stevens losing the final last year and then Moonkine coming up from junior, that's going to be an intriguing match. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and then in the junior, we have uh, Piltown, um, Piltown's second team, uh, their junior team, they're against Carrick Shock and John Locksburn's Bridge against Greg Namana. So, yeah, mouth-watering ties there. Mouth-watering ties, yeah. If you look at it, as we said, Clara Thomaston, they've already played in their group stages already, so, um, and Dixborough Piltown have already played. <coughs> so, like, it's a lot of people probably say they're going to, Piltown will be looking to get back on against Dixborough Thomaston, against Clara, yeah, but very, very mouth-watering games to, to look there. But one that really is standing out is the James Stevens uh, Moonkine one in the intermediate. Yeah, no. kind have impressed this year. As I've said before, a lot of people say like you come up from your, a, a grade under that you might find it very hard. Like you look at it with the with the senior yesterday, Barry Rangers against Dixborough. Dixborough showed their their uh, experience against Barry Rangers, but Barry Rangers kind of did give the best they could. Like, but like when you look at it, it was four pints to two after fifteen minutes, then they Dixborough got their their next four pints. So it was eight two a half time, but yeah. then the telling like Eva Pendergast going from anywhere fantastic two pints over from the wing over near to where the, the side where their dugout was over on the far sideline fantastic pints anywhere they were taking freeze uh, or Henrik Amy Clifford even Aoife herself taking freeze um, Russian Breen scored the pints for, for Barra Rangers but an experience for them to, to get that far but uh, I don't know if Anton's going to stop the borough yeah, look, um, it's an opportunity as well on the other side, Aoife, for Thomastown to get back to that final and Clara, you know, get yeah. into a senior mm-hmm. final. Clara with a fine victory at the weekend as well, you know, so um, uh, over Wing at 3.14 to 1.16 in a very high-scoring game and um, came down to the wire. It did come down to the wire. Like, Clara was the same last year, kind of coming down to the wire, um, Piltown Pippenham uh, at the last poke of the ball as well. Yeah, so yeah, Clara have exceptionally good players, Mary Connell, uh, the two Ryan sisters, uh, as I said before, at the missing Emma Shortle, yeah. Shortle, but she's there, she's there in spirits. Less. They'll be going out for them, like, and they have have had great years since they've come up from intermediate. Yeah, so that's both matches are going to be good games. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, like you said, there, if uh, in the in the junior, then I suppose like Piltown being able to have two teams, you know, it's, and getting the victory over Saint Martin's then as well. Or sorry, they bet St. Martin's in the senior, but in the junior, you know, they got another win under the belt against uh, Thomastown, 12 points to 2-4, and, you know, like, it's, it's a huge numbers down in Pilltown. Yeah, huge numbers. I mean, you say their second team, actually, they have three teams down there. Like, look, they brought in a third, t- a third team for for their junior C team, yeah, so great great numbers down in Pilltown. Uh, yeah, Pilltown have been there for the, for the junior final last year, Munkine beating them, yeah, so they're they're going to try and get back in as well to get it, so, yeah. Great, great movements down in Pilltown, getting the so many players yet. So, going to be a great match there with, with Carrick Shock. Carrick Shock kind of been unlucky over the f- last few years when they went down. They kind of hard to get numbers back again. Yeah, and John Locksmith's Bridge, Greg Manor. That'll be a Tyson one too to see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. And if it just in the intermediate, Mullavat one fifteen, Saint Lactans three eight. Saint Lactans put in a huge performance. They did. When you look at it, as I said, like 
when they played in the group stages, there was a pint again in it, and the group stages won 11 to 110. Like, a lot of what people say when they broke up with Liz Downey, how, what way would they perform? But they've put in fantastic um, strides this year. Like, whoever's training them is getting them going and getting them very strong. And uh, I'd say Paula Murphy is, is I'd say, is, has, has some 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 part of it or, 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 or Mark Flynn either. But, uh, yeah, they've put in great strides since they broke up with, with Liz Downey. And it's great to see that they are, that they just didn't kind of say, right, we'll just play a game here and play whatever that they've put it up to the teams and put it up to Mullinvat as I thought was one of the stronger teams that are in in intermediate but uh, yeah point either way for, for when they come into the group stages and then in the quarterfinals again Yeah and they'll, they'll as you said they'll be facing, facing the Roaring Steaks 6-12 they beat Emerald St. Anne's to 11 points so well in command there and like we said, mouthwater and ties, but two two rivals down there as well, and it should be a cracking game. Yeah, you look at it as uh, Emerald and Dancing, the great kind of early league, and then when they kind of needed to get it, they got it against um, Lachlan's last week, and then against Roar. Roar have been very strong as they're, they're scoring goals, like because they always say goal, goals, goals win matches, but Roar are on fire with their goals this yeah. year. No, absolutely, and um, we we spoke about Moonkind uh, defeated Baddy Hill quite convincingly, three fourteen to six pints, and like you said, coming up from junior there, and mm-hmm. look, they're going in against last year's intermediate finals, and um, look, everyone I suppose kind of fancies James Stevens after being runner up mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. You know, they'd be probably would be the favourites, but Moonkind definitely leave it all out there against I'd them. I'd say they will. If you look at it as you said, like coming up from last year, Moonkind have put, put us to the other the other clubs. Saying that they're right, we wasn't just a, a fluke that we won junior that we were worthy mm. to that when we won us that we were coming up to, to intermediate and we want to go further and trying to even go up the, the next year to straight into 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 senior yeah and I think that will be one of the best games of the, of the semi finals absolutely yeah and um, that's yeah our two two intermediate semi finals and our junior um, semi finals then obviously. John Locke's Bennett's Bridge very very strong um, just too, way too strong for Blacks and Whites 3.17 to 1.1 one, one. Yeah. and then Carrie Shock 2.8 Tuller her 1.3 Greg Namana 3.10 Nave Breed Aaron's own 2.8 and then we mentioned the Piltown Thomastown game so probably the four strongest teams in the semi-final they are yeah like uh, a lot of people as I said like with Greg, Greg Namana they're coming up in, uh, in strides like uh, against Nave Breed Aaron's own a lot of people when they join together they're saying they mightn't be very strong, but um, keep keep them five pints. Like a lot of people would have said that this um, Greg Man might have got a, a higher score, but yeah, great to see them doing so good against some blacks and whites. John Locksbens we just had a better day yesterday, so yeah. Um, Piltown Thomastown is always a tight game between them because they're they're kind of on the stronger side of it because it's always Piltown Thomastown and Dixborough and them and then the other kind of the yes yeah, other side section, bring, junior, section yeah. B to bring him bring him in. Yes, so John Locksbens Bridge have been doing well over the last few years, so it's good to to see them there again. So yeah, it's to see them come up there. Where's it? You can't. Say who's going to come there because I don't know, but there's Piltown Carrick Shock. I'd say it. you could say whoever Piltown been in the junior final last year, you'd say they have the experience, but John Locke's Ben's Bridge have been there, thereabouts. So, yeah, no, definitely. And Patty, lend out your pitch to John Locke's Ben's Bridge for the train halfway oh, between oh, the two. Of course, we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've to uh, whichever pitch they want, <laughs> we give them one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> And um, if you're just on the juvenile front, then I see uh, 
an advert gone out there looking for management for the under 14, 15 and 16 teams? Yeah, I just sat there myself this evening, uh, this evening. Yeah, they're looking for, um, I'm not sure the lads not staying on yet, but uh, let's get back on to uh, the Kenny Secretary if you're interested and want to get on, bring bring the girls to further glory in the under 14 and 15s and get the 16s back. It's a while since we got the under 16s in all Ireland. Yeah, so anyone's interest in training the girls. Yeah, and the standard in all those age groups is unbelievable. Really. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't have a good under sixteen season this year. Um, so yeah, it's great. Like, uh, unfortunately, beat, losing out to Cork, beating Galway, but way we were in the three three games, like we all ended up in three points. So it was kind of scoring difference was the killing thing that did did the under sixteens this year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's great age groups. The fourteen fifteen has won their the blitzes this year. Done the, won their all Irelands as well. So yes, yeah, great. And then we look at it to build it up and to. To, to grace the big hallowed turfs of Crow Park or Simple Stadium any of the big pitches even Nolan Park and who went on and won the under 16 after um, Aoife at uh, Cork was it yeah, Cork, Cork did, yeah. yeah because Cork did because they were saying they were going for the four that they were going for the under 16 minor senior and intermediate and yeah. only, only won the, ju- the juveniles so just goes to show look the first day out obviously Cork were after getting the game the week before and against Galway wasn't it and yeah, then and, Go- and Galway beat them by yeah. six points and you're thinking yeah and previously before that when Cork and Galway played each other one of their best players that had played against us in the under 16 last year had done a crucial so everybody said yeah they really did it for her that they were going to win an All-Ireland for her and she seemed to egg him on anyway and you see her like you never think she was on crutches because she was nearly jumping up onto the onto the to the dugouts so that she got so excited and kind of dying to get onto the pitch. Yeah, but Cork that day were exceptional. Yeah, and um, anything else for us, Aoife? I know there's a full range of um, underage fixtures all this week. Um, games obviously starting up earlier as well, um, but juvenile under 14, 16. Yeah, the 14s are on tonight, a lot of games tonight, then on 16 on Wednesday, more on the 16s on Thursday, and the, the under 12s are, are going well, so like, uh, great to see the under, the under 12s going like... Uh, <laughs> Like yesterday, when we said that uh, the seniors Dixborough and, and, and Paul Stern were playing, or Barry Range were playing, people were saying and now the only 12s are playing out in Paulston afterwards. What way do you think that'll go? That's sure. Uh, you don't know what way it'll go, and everyone says, oh, sure, it'll be like the seniors. And actually, Barry Range has got the, the better of, of Dixborough. But Dixborough have under 12s, they have, I think, three or four different teams in under 12, which is good to see that they're getting other games, extra games from if they do have, like, I think Dixborough have black, uh, Dixborough white, Dixborough yeah, green, maroon. Dixborough blue, yeah. or, or red, or something as well. So it's great that teams are, uh, clubs are getting the interest from younger players as we say with the girls winning the All-Ireland more girls are getting interested in it and getting getting the younger games and then with the 12 games that might play I don't know just 10 aside 12 aside whatever then the other games players get to play in other teams as well so yeah yeah, no, definitely, and um, there, we don't know when those semi-finals are down for IFA, but look, we'll have it all on community radio here anyway, and um, we'll touch base with you again next Monday night. Okay. And as always, thanks for joining us, Aoife. Um, I suppose, lads, just before we finish up, um, the intermediate action the weekend, uh, Nicky uh, Conaghy saved yeah, themselves well, we, from we, uh, 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 I was with Kieran at the, well, Kieran was at both matches, actually, but I was with him at the first one was over in... Um, Homer between Freshford and St. Martin's and Freshford totally played into St. Martin's hands with the tactics they used. They played a sweeper, Martin's played a sweeper, but they kept hitting high balls down the field. I think they needed to shove up the likes of Dara Martin and get scores. So, look, they're in relegation now and uh, it's going to be tricky enough for them. Our lads had, uh, Johnstown, to be fair, should probably have led by three or four points at half time on the way the game was going. 
but Connacht were by far the dominant team in the second half and possibly could have won by more in the end uh, so it's relief for the Connacht lads and uh, they've <laughs> Johnstown Freshford relegation it's, uh, any, anybody could win it now you know Freshford are down a few players and though they might have one lad back that hasn't played recently for that match but in the other games I mean there was a monster score 520 to 420 in uh, Munkine and uh, Gordon that was some scoring I mean Munkine seemed to be coasting at one stage and Gordon came back and we didn't go all of it and in the other game after Lachlan's losing four players on Saturday and the senior they were always up against it in the intermediate and uh, on Sunday so Dunhamagan won handy enough there so look it's uh, they probably the results probably were I won't say predictable but I mean certainly the Freshwood one I think they'll be annoyed with the way they, they played into Martins Bar and Martins were well up for the match now by the way and having won the Junior B the previous week that definitely fired them up and was a, was a good a good launching pad for the game at the weekend Yeah no absolutely and Kieran, um by Conaghy winning that one they, they drew Dan's fourth uh, the league runners up in the quarter, quarter final yeah, they did. Dane's fourth beat was in the championship last year, so it's going to be a tough task for Connie, but they'll be well able to do it, there's no question. Uh, I thought of the four teams that played those first round relegation semi finals, I actually thought Connie were the only team that just treated it as the first round. There was huge amounts of nervousness in the game in Comer. Uh, both teams really, really nervous, and, and didn't Muckley, in fairness, did better than Freshford. They played a little bit better, and they got the scores at the crucial times. I thought Dan Comfort was excellent. At Wing back, Paddy Nolan at centre back was outstanding. Brian Cody at centre forward, really, really good. And uh, Jason Short, wing forward, he must have caught about seven or eight high at, balls. At least. Uh, and he was outstanding in the air, but they got the most out of what they had. Uh, the game in Liz Downey, then, uh, Nicky's right. Um, Johnstown could have led at half time. Darren Cuddy got a goal for Connie, more or less on the call of half time, and the teams went in level. But there was only one team in it in the second half. Connie were much better. The forwards uh, started to move and score, you know, own Cali, Delaney. Mark Gunner, Tom Rice, they all got scores and James Bergen was good too but the backs were better in the second half and uh, you know it was a convincing enough win for Conaghy Yeah, name and a couple of Mountwater and quarterfinals there, Kerry Shock and Dunham Megan there in a quarterfinal, you know, local Ravens down there as well. Yeah, local Ravens, you know it'll be a good game um, Kerry Shock are going quite well this year and Dunham Megan are kind of hit and miss in some of the games you know, they win games, you might expect them to win and they lose a game, you might you know that you would expect them to win like so um, it'll be interesting but I suppose it's, uh, you'd fancy Carrick Shock maybe marginally on, on current form if they can score enough goals I know they didn't win now at the weekend but um, yeah and Pat Roar in a steak I know they, <coughs> they, they defeated uh, Carrick Shock in the Shield but um, playing Moonkine now a tricky one for them yeah I was talking kind of both clubs before that game it was which one wanted to lose the most the way it was going on the way they were talking but uh, a massive game for uh, the Roar and Stieg and, and, and uh, Moonkine that's going to be Moonkine are in form now and uh, very impressive against Young Ireland's um, although they'll be they won't be happy the way they conceded the goals near the end but uh, I'd be kind of saying uh, Thomastown the Roar and Stieg um, Moonkine Danes Ford Carrick Shock they're kind of five teams that are uh, there's very little between but uh, you know Danes Fort have a, a, a tricky one going in against Conaghy Conaghy coming off a good win Danes Fort coming off a loss and uh, so you know it's uh, the, the, there'll be nothing between anyone that in those games oh, and, the intermediate always takes one and it's hard to see Dunham Egan conceding six goals again to Carrick Shock like even though Carrick Shock can't stop scoring goals like 
you know yeah look we'll see how it plays out um, that's all we have time for thanks to Aoife Kiran Eamon Nikki, and Pat for Jamie in studio Jim on the phone and most of all thanks for you for listening at home there's an important meeting in Mullen Park this evening at 8pm um, Kilkenny County Board the Guards and a couple of other bodies on drug awareness a pandemic in itself really so if get your club representatives there and of course thanks again to our sponsors TC Tyre stay tuned